So today's show is all about how med students can get involved with healthcare policy. You know, because healthcare policy is going to affect the way that we practice medicine as future physicians. Navigating your way through med school can be tough. Wouldn't it be great if you had a mentor to help you out? Well, whether you're first year or fourth year, we got you covered. The Med Student Mentor is on the scope. Okay, we're here with Nika Noor. She is the Digital Director for the Internet Association and a former staffer for the House Committee on Energy and Commerce. When you have a conversation with a congressman and you want to get something specific done, I mean, what is the best way to go about doing that? I mean, is it just saying, like, if you don't do this, then I'm not going to vote for you? Or, like, is there a better way of getting at, you know, the change that you want to see? So one thing is, you know, when you come to the table and you meet with congressional staff or when you visit an office or when you talk to a member of Congress, come prepared with, like, with your point of view, with some information to back up what you're trying to convey, and really try to... uh come up with three things that you would want their office to have in terms of a takeaway. It's uh, remember that like depending on the public policy or the topic that you're trying to get across information and education is key. Um, Medical students are the experts in their industry. And so it's really important to find a way to reiterate what needs to be done and how it needs to be said. Are there ways that medical students can get involved with lobbying or being on a campaign, is that a more effective or is that another avenue to affect change? As a citizen and a med student, any form of civic engagement is going to influence. Even something as simple as, you know, voting and being an active voter and like really making those key decisions is a way that you can impact public policy because ultimately you're deciding who's going to sit in that seat and who's going to go up to bat for you. In terms of the lobbying front, there's a lot of you know, third party groups out there. And there's a lot of people that you can get involved with that are already up here in Washington. And it's up to, it's up to you guys to be able to find, you know, like a local chapter or even reach out to them and kind of let them know that you want to, you want to help, you want to get involved, that you would like to dedicate some of your time and key knowledge to help whatever issue you're trying to advocate for. So with advocating for different issues, uh, is it better to join um, like lobbying organizations like the American Medical Association or big organizations like that? So that way you have, um, you know, a lot of people behind you. Any time that you can put in any form of activity. And as long as you're joining up with others that are aligned with your cause and your point of view is going to be helpful. If you feel like you're not getting your voice across or your point across, then sometimes these third-party associations or organizations are a way to go. It, it really depends on what the topic is and what impact you're trying to make. And you mentioned before um, timing. Timing is really important. So when is right. the best time to get involved and what should you do when you feel like it's time to get involved? As early as you can be and um, as established as your relationships are. So, you know, once a bill gets to the House floor, it's already gone through committee. It's already been considered by a multitude of people. That doesn't mean that you can't change it. I'm just saying that the time that it's a, it's more of being proactive versus reactive. And what what you'd want to do is to create that long lasting relationship. So, for example, there's a big difference. Whereas if you have already established a relationship and you you know, been informed that there are certain bills that are being written and you are in, you are part of it from day one or that you have already voiced your opinion early on and that you're 
constantly touching base with that office every few months, then you're more likely to see something on the on the floor that was a product of you. But if you if you wait, then you're kind of getting into into much more reactive territory. Again, it's a lot easier to build the house, build the house from the ground floor up than to remodel it. Sure. And you mentioned that there were websites that let you know about bills before they hit the floor. Do you know of any specific websites um, for healthcare policy? Go to congress.com and you can view the top 10 most viewed bills. You can look at committee reports, nominations, all sorts of legislation, sources, um, and you can even, for example, just type into the search, just type in healthcare. If you actually go to congress.com's website, it's an example of what you can type into the search bar is healthcare. So it's evident that people are really active in using it. Do you have any last thoughts? I just encourage everybody to know who their representatives are from a local to a federal level and to understand the process. And, you know, education works both ways. You can't impact public policy if you don't know how it works. And the same goes for Congress. They, you know, you can't write good comprehensive legislation if you don't understand the industry. So it's really a helping of both hands that makes good legislation happen. TheScopeRadio.com is University of Utah Health Sciences Radio. If you like what you heard, be sure to get our latest content by following us on Facebook. Just click on the Facebook icon at TheScopeRadio.com.